wondrous blessings I see. My past with its sin, the searching and strife, forever gone. There's a bright new dawn, for in Christ I have found new life. My past with its sin, the searching. I ask you to take your Bibles this morning of the book of Hebrews. I'm going to look at the book of Hebrews this morning, try to give you some things from God's Word that would be a help and a blessing to you. Chapter number 6 is where I'm going to be. I believe it's in the bulletin there, but just in case you don't have one. Hebrews chapter number 6. As I began to seek and ask the Lord what He would have and begin to meditate about uh, what He wants, uh, the Lord brought this thought to my mind was hope. Um, the word hope uh, is something that the world knows about, uh, but it's also something we as Christians know something about. And uh, I want to share with you, we're going to look at biblical hope. We're going to look at biblical hope, the anchor of the soul. And uh, just to kind of help you, I am somewhat visual. All right, so I have an anchor here for you. I tell you what, I know it's hard to see. I'm just going to set it up right there. There's the anchor. Uh, that uh, Now, you can see it's not a fancy one. All right? But an anchor is an anchor. Amen? What is the purpose of that anchor? To hold into place, right? Keep that, keep that vessel where it needs to be. And what we want to look at this morning, and what I want to just share with you, we have an anchor and I'm talking to believers and those who know Jesus Christ. By the way, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you, you, you don't have the anchor of the soul. Because that anchor, what that's to do is to keep you steadfast. It's to keep you where you need to be. And by the way, there's a lot of things trying to move us in this world, in this life that we're living. And I want, to, I want you to give this to you this morning. Biblical hope, the anchor of our soul. Let me read in verse... Uh, I'm going to start in verse number 17. I know I have 18 in there, or a different verse. But anyway, verse 17, it says in chapter number 6, wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel confirmed by an oath. Uh, what that's saying is this. It's saying this. It's God's nature, who he is, he does not change. Have you ever been around somebody in this world, and when you're with them and they're around this group, they're this way, and when you go over here and they're around these people, they're, they're this way. God's not like that. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's intimate. He doesn't change. As we say, He is what He is. And I'm so thankful who He is. And so we see this, that His, who He is in character, in His nature, He, he stays the same. But it also says an oath. What is an oath? An oath is a promise. Amen? That's a promise. God says, I'm not going to change, and my promises that I give to you will never fail. They'll always be there. You can count on them. Well, lo and behold, this morning I got up, and as I got up, I went out, uh, and I began to walk, and I began to just see God's face. And as I began to walk, and I'm, you, I'm weird, amen, and everybody can say amen right there. But as I'm walking, I'm talking out loud, and I'm talking to the Lord. And as I'm walking, and I, I, I'm, I'm focusing, I'm looking over what God has given me to preach, and I look up, and you know what I saw? 
I saw a rainbow in the sky. You say, big deal. I see rainbows all the time in Florida. But you know why that was a big deal to me? Because that's a promise. That promise is God will never again flood the entire earth. That's his promise to mankind. You know what? He has been faithful to that promise. Amen? A lot of places, unfortunately, (laughs) have been flooded. Nebraska and all through there, they have been flooded. But our world has not been flooded. Why? That's in a promise from God. It is an immutable, means it will, his nature will not change, and his promise, his oath to us will not change. It goes on to say in verse number 18 that by two immutable things, which I just share with you, in which is impossible for God to lie. Aren't you glad that God is a God of truth? Boy, how many of you like to be around people who lie? Not a, not a one of us. You know what? Sometimes people hate people. And I know that's not nice, but people dislike people more for lying than if they killed somebody. That's the truth. People do not like people to lie to. Why? If you lie to your two-faced and you begin to see what they are and you can't trust them. But let me tell you something. God, you can trust him. He's not a liar. He's not a two-faced. He is who he says he is. It goes on. Say these two immutable things, which is impossible for God to lie, and that we might have strong consolation. And that word consolation, if you look it up, you know what it means? Strong comfort. Wow. God wants to give us comfort through our, our disasters, through our tragedies, through our trials. He's promising this. I'm not making this up. This is Bible. This is what his word says. He says, I have strong consolation who have fled for the refuge, here it is, to lay hold upon the hope set before us. The hope. Who is the hope? Where is the hope? The hope is Jesus Christ. Amen? He's the hope of the world. He is the hope. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is also the anchor of the soul. It goes on in verse number 19, and this is where the text comes from, which hope we have as the anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. Jesus Christ is the anchor of the soul. He's the one will keep you faithful. He's the one who will keep you safe. He's the one who will be with you at all times, no matter what you go through. Jesus Christ is the hope. He's the anchor of the soul. And so we're going to look at in just a few minutes, what is biblical hope? What is this biblical hope? And so we'll look at this in just a moment, but let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. We'll have a word of prayer. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I just thank you so much for your wonderful, uh, just who you are. God, you're the same. God, you're no matter the time, uh, of the year or the circumstances, whether it be uh, this world and far as going into recession, you're the same. You still have all ability. You still have all power. And thank you for being a God that is the same. And thank you for being a God that cannot lie. And God, may we, as those that know Jesus Christ and have the hope, may we learn to rest and to trust in these promises And God, I just come to you and I just ask if there's one here today that doesn't know the hope, doesn't know Jesus Christ, 
Lord, I pray, would your Holy Spirit work in a way that I can't? Would you bring conviction to the heart, showing their need of the hope that lieth in them that they need, and that's Jesus Christ, that they can't overcome sin, but he has overcome sin for all of us. Father, I pray, would you just give me clarity of thought? Would you fill me with thy mercy and grace and power? Would you use me? God, would you be with the uh, Pastor Lattell? Would you bring healing to his body? And Lord, I lift up my wife as well. Would you just help her during this time? Would you bring her relief? But God, most of all, would you come and speak to us? I ask you, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, amen. And so we begin to see this biblical hope. What is biblical hope? Well, here's hope first. Hope is commonly used to mean a wish. Okay, that's what hope commonly means. It means a wish. By the way, this is not, our God is not Aladdin. All right? It's not rubbing on some genie and saying, oh, look, I got three witches. Here we go. No, it's not that. But that's the world's hope. That's the world's hope. They're wishing. It's strength. Now, get this. It's strength is the strength of the person's desire. You'd be amazed how many times, as I get the privilege to go to the jails and prisons, how many times I hear this from the men that I deal with. I'm losing my faith. I'm losing my hope. You know why they're losing faith? You know why they're losing hope? Because it's in themselves. It's in themselves. And by the way, hey, we've got to the place where we've got hopeless in our lives. But let me tell you something. The difference between hope of this world and the hope, which is Jesus Christ, it's not based upon our strength. It's based on his strength. And by the way, get this. Get this. This is so important because so many people, when they place their faith in Jesus Christ, who is this hope, when they give their heart and their life to Jesus Christ, here's what they say. I feel like I'm losing faith. You know what they're doing? They're depending upon their self. See, your faith, you ready? There is a little bit of your part, what you're to do, but it's not your part so much, it's God's part. And if we can get that, we got hope. We got biblical hope, and that's so important. It goes on, it says, Bible hope is a confident expectation, get this, of what God has promised and his strength in his faithfulness. That's biblical hope. Biblical hope is the expectation of what God has promised. Let me give you an illustration here of some of this, the expectation. And I'm going to give you some scripture. This is God's word. In Hebrews, you don't have to turn there, but in Hebrews chapter number 13, verse number 5 says this, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, you ready? I will never leave thee nor forsake you. Hey, you know what that is? That's hope. That, that, that depends not upon me. That depends totally upon him. And here's what we need to do. When we're going through the trials of life, when the seas of, uh, of trials and problems come to your life, when, you're, when your spouse who you've been married to for years and years, years passes away and God takes them home and now you're saying what am I going to do what am I going to do let me tell you something you can rest assured that there's a God in heaven who'll never leave you nor forsake you even though we might leave to go to this next world let me tell you something he will never leave you that's an expectation that's a hope that we can have if I can say it that way this way it's a confidence 
Hope is a confidence that what God is able to do. Let me give you another one. The Bible says this, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You say, what are you talking about? That don't make any sense, Steve. The Bible tells us not to be conformed to the world, but then it says this, but be ye transformed. That word transformed simply means this, changed. It means to be changed. You ready? I can't change myself. But God's word can change me. The Bible says this in Psalm 119, verse number 9. It says, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? How can he change? How can he get clean? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Taking heed, we don't use that too much anymore. Take heed. But take heed is simply this. It's listening. It's listening. Let me, let me explain this. God gave me this. I'm simple. Uh, I'm very simple. But God showed me this. There's a difference between hearing and listening. See, hearing is you're aware of what's going on. But listening, for instance, and I'm not going to have him do this, but if I said to Vito, Hey, would you get up out of your seat? Would you bring your songbook and we're going to come up here and sing? I wouldn't do that to him, okay? And as he came up here and brought the hymn book, you know what he's done? He listened. Do you know what can change us? The power of God's word. God's word can change us. We can't change ourselves, and it's a promise. And you know what? The book, God's word, is full of promises to us. I meet a lot of people. And as I meet a lot of people in a place where it seems hopeless, so many of them, you know what they have their hope in? Money. They have their hope in lawyers. They have their hope in, hey, if I can get this, I can be somebody in society. They have their hope in things that is useless, that's not really going to help them. Just recently, I had a guy who did a request. He sent in a request that I want to talk to the chaplain. And so I went in to, to the, where he was at, and I said, what's going on? How can I help you? The, the, listen to me. He didn't care anything about the Bible. He didn't want to hear about God. All he wanted me to do was get him out of jail. That's all he wanted me to do. You know what his hope was? No, this is sad, but this is true. You know who his hope was? Me, that I knew somebody so I could get him out. That's who his hope was in. By the way, uh, we, we just watched a, a, a testimony in Reformers Unanimous, and the guy said, I was looking to men for help and didn't realize I needed the Savior's help. By the way, mankind can help you temporarily, but God can help you eternally. And so as we see this, I see a lot of this. So what is some biblical hope? What is this? Let's look at this. Biblical hope is founded on a guaranteed future. By the way, when I say biblical hope is founded on a guaranteed future, it's a guaranteed future for the person who knows Jesus Christ. Okay? The greatest blessing of the Christian life is the future. The Christian is the only one who can, you ready? Be sure about their future. <laughs> The Christian's the only one can be sure of their future. That's a blessing. 
Here it is. God cannot lie, and he's promised to those who have put their faith in Jesus Christ. You ready? He's coming again. He's coming again. Hey, I don't know about you. Hey, Nancy Pelosi <laughs> and all these different, I'm telling you, when you look at the White House, you think, Lord, where are you? We have no hope. But let me tell you something. My hope's not on this earth. My hope's in heaven. Amen? And our God's coming, our Lord and Savior, he's coming back. He's coming back to get us. Now, think about this. He loved us so much to come to the earth to die for us, but praise God, he loves us even more, and he's going to come back and get us. He's not going to leave us in this sin-cursed world. He's going to take us to a place where there is no sin. Wow, that's biblical hope. By the way, that's a promise that you can rest assured on. That's not Steve's words. That's God's words. Boy, don't rest on man's words. Rest on God's words. In Titus 2.13, the Bible speaks of this guaranteed future. Looking for, you ready? The blessed hope. There he is. Jesus Christ. Looking for the, let me ask you, are you looking for him? Huh? Are you looking for him? I remember Pastor Martin at my church there, and when we were in Virginia, at Lighthouse Baptist, and I remember, I, I believe it, it was his uncle, and his uncle, every time he, was, he would go visit his uncle, he said, it could be today. It could be today. The next day, it could be today. You know what he was, he was looking for, that blessed hope. That's a guarantee. Future. The next thing about biblical hope, biblical hope, and here's where I'm getting with the, the title of the message, is an anchor of the soul. Life storms come our way, and they can be very devastating. You ready? People who do not have a biblical hope for the future are more than likely to give up. Just this past week, as I went to Collier Juvenile Detention Center, and I went in, um, <laughs> I went into the girls. Now, I'll just be honest with you. The girls are harder to reach than the boys. They're, they're, they're tough. Uh, they're hard. But what I found out is it seems like girls have had more things of, occur in their lives that they got to deal with. And so, but anyway, I went in there. There was a total of three girls. The one girl likes me so much, she said, will you lock me down? She asked the officers, lock me down. Put me in a cell, lock me up. I don't want to be a part of that. That's how much you like me. You'll get that. That was a joke, okay? The other two girls stayed there. They stayed in the room. Here it is. I don't know. I would say 17 at the oldest because 18, obviously, they go to the adult jail. 17 years old, and this is what she said to me. People who commit suicide, do they go to hell? And you know what? I had to be honest with her. I had to share. I said, look, it depends. Did they know Jesus Christ? It depends on Jesus Christ. Did they know him? Did they trust him? Did they place their faith in them? Let me tell you, she was thinking she had a best friend, and I don't know the circumstances totally, but she had a best friend that committed suicide while in a juvenile facility. And here she's talking about the same thing. You know what she's saying? Life's not worth living. There's no hope. There's no help. And that's when I had to begin to, I, I began to talk to her and begin to try to share with her and try to help her and understand there is hope. There is help. 
And she began to tell me how, you know, she had been, physical things happened to her and so forth. And I said, look, I can't explain. I don't know why those things happen. I can't tell you. I said, you know what? Bad things happen to good people. Bad things happen, you ready? To all people. And I tried to get her to understand that why does these things happen? Because of sin. This world is filled with sin. It's filled with it. But let me tell you something, that blessed hope, we're going to go to a place where there is no more sin. And we don't have to worry about the power of sin and the power of our flesh that causes us that we yield to sin. But I begin to share with her, but you know what she's saying? What's the use? There's no hope. You think about this, and I'll try to keep moving here. Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Robin Williams, all those. It's basically suicide. To the world's view, fame, popularity, money, got everything they want. But you know what? No hope. What's used to have all these things and have no hope about the future? Have no hope about help? Let me tell you something. There is no use. But let me tell you something. There's the anchor of the soul. That's Jesus Christ. And he's the helper. And he's the one who loves us. And he wants to help us. People who don't have a guaranteed future, not all people, but a lot of people who do not have this guaranteed future are, have a tendency to turn to, ready? Drugs, alcohol, sex. You know what we do? We, we, turn, we run to something. And that's what I began to, when I began to get with Rock of Ages and as I've been going into the ministry, do you know why people get involved in these sins? There's, there's something underlying. There's something devastated happened in their life that affected them. I, I shared in Sunday school um, that today is June the 9th. June the 9th, 1972 is the day that my dad died. 47 years ago. By the way, if you're wondering how old I am, I'm 49, okay? <laughs> I'll be 50 next month. What am I saying? That's a devastating time. You know, what do you do when that happens? What do you do? You run to something. And you know what? Hey, man, if I can smoke this joint, that'll take me away from my problem. But let me tell you something. There's an anchor of the soul. And that anchor of the soul wants you to face your problems. And by the way, not only does he want you to face them, I like this, the anchor sticks with you and he'll stay with you the whole time. The anchor sticks with you. Why? Because he's the anchor of the soul. He'll help you get through that. I think about the, the, the disciples when Jesus got in the boat and he told the disciples, let's go to the other side. And remember when the winds and the waves began to come up and they began to, and the disciples said, Jesus, wake up, we're going to die. And he said, peace be still. And he said, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? You know what? Jesus didn't get them out of their circumstance, did he? but he went through it with him. He went through the storm with him. And by the way, he'll do the same for you. And there's hope. God will go through the storm of your trial that you're going through right now. He'll go with you all the way. Those who have trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior, the Bible says in Psalm 46.1, God is our refuge and strength. I like this. A present help in trouble. A present help. Present help means he's here. He's there. He's a present help in time of trouble. Boy, you know what? 
We try to fix things ourselves. We try to overcome things ourselves, and we fail. But if we go to the anchor of the soul, He will help us through those. It's saying, as I said in Sunday school, sometimes it's hard to say, help. Right? Help, I need help. Sometimes it's hard for us. So let's move on. And by the way, I've seen this, and I thought, this is good. The anchor of the soul. See, when you, this anchor here, if, I, if I've got a boat, you ready? Now, this is difficult. Where do I put that anchor? Toss it down, Donna. Right? Go with me? All right. I toss it down. <laughs> Are you ready for the Christian? We toss it up. Are you getting it? We don't toss it down. <laughs> We're tossing it up because you know what? We're going to the upper taker. Amen? We're going to heaven. Boy, make sure you know the anchor of your soul. Make sure he is your anchor. Biblical hope. Let me move on. Biblical hope. Not only is biblical hope is founded in a guaranteed future. Biblical hope is the anchor of the soul. Biblical hope provides courage to face life's problems. Now, I know this is very similar, but it's courage to face life's problems. I remember uh, going to uh, Loudoun County Juvenile Detention Center, and I went into that facility, and there was a, a young man, and he liked me a lot too as well. Matter of fact, he asked to be locked down. And, uh, and I went into that facility. I, I didn't take it personal. Um, but uh, I went into that facility, and I began to realize this young man has had some major trials and storms of life. And I said, Lord, if you give me the opportunity, if you give me the opportunity, they, they let me do something that I never got to do at any other facility. They let me eat lunch with them. And by the way, they had good lunches there. They were catered. They were good. But anyway, not about the food, amen? After lunch, the Lord gave me an opportunity, and I went to that young man, and I said, sir, I don't know what's happened to you, but I'm sorry that you had to go through that. And you could begin to see God just begin to work, and he began to just begin to break him down. He began to soften before he's kind of, you know, shoulders back, just kind of, and he, you could begin, he began to relax. You've been seeing, and then I began to see in his eyes, he, he wasn't crying. Okay, men don't cry, right? No. All right. But he began to well up with tears in his eyes. And this is what, when he began to realize what he was doing and how he's breaking down, he said, stop it, get away from me. And here's the words, I don't want to deal with it. It brings up too much pain. The hardest thing for a preacher is this. You want to help people. But when they tell you to get out of their face and leave them alone, you have to get out of their face and leave them alone. But it breaks your heart because you want to help because you know hope and you know help and you know healing. Let me tell you something. It takes courage to face your problems. Someone said, courage is not without the absence of fear. <laughs> have you ever been afraid to do something? But courage, you say, I got to do this. God, help me do this. Help me to overcome this. And courage helps you to overcome that fear. 
It helps you to face the problems that you're going through. The Bible says in Psalm 31, verse number 24, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. All ye, here it is, that hope in the Lord. God wants to strengthen your heart and he wants to help you. One of the guarantees that come from being a Christian is the confidence of God's providential care and protection in our lives. Biblical hope is produced in our lives when we understand, now get this, God is for us in all circumstances. Let me say that again because I don't want you just to hear it. I want you to receive it and understand it. Biblical understanding here is a Christian has confidence in God's providential care and protection in our lives. Biblical hope is produced in our lives when we understand that God is for us in all circumstances and he cares about us. He knows everything that happens in our lives and tells us in Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Let me tell you something. Why does bad things happen? I can't tell you why, but God allows them in your life, and then he uses them to make you and to me and the people that he wants us to be to have the character of our Savior and to help others who are going through maybe the same thing that we faced. Now, let me say this. Individually, when you're going through this, this is no fun. But in the end, it's for your good, and it's for his glory. The Bible says in Romans 8.31, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? You think about it. If God is for us, and he is, he has allowed all these things, he's allowed these trials and temptations and whatever that has taken place in your life, he's allowed this, but he wants us to understand that he's for us. Now get this, and I'm going to try to keep moving here. He is in us. The Bible says in Colossians 1.27, Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory. So we have God in in us, all right? And then he is with us. Hebrews 13, 5, which I shared with you. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He's with us. And then also Romans 8, 31, which I just read to you, he's for us. Now get this. If he's in us, he's with us, and he's for us. Don't we got hope? Why are we living in defeat? Why are we allowing these things to overcome us? You know why? I'll be honest with you, because this is what I do. I try to do stuff in the power of the flesh, and God says, you can't do it. I don't care how strong you think you are. I don't care how much willpower you have. I don't care how much knowledge you have. I don't care what abilities you have. You need me. I am in you, I'm with you, and I'm for you. Praise God. Man, that's hope. That's hope. The certainty of this blessed future, of this hope, is guaranteed through the indwelling of the Spirit. He's in us, amen? See, Jesus Christ said this, I don't leave you comfortless. I will send you a comforter. If I can say it this way, he said, I will send you a helper. I'll send somebody to help you with your problems, to help you to endure. That's what God's saying. We have a wonderful God. And here's what we need to do. Put our confidence in him 
in his ability and not in our ability. Biblical hope produces some things. Here's what they produce, and I'm on the downward stretch, okay? The landing gear is coming out on the plane. We're getting close to landing. Biblical hope produces endurance through suffering. That's Romans 5, verses 2 through 5. Biblical hope produces endurance. See, here it is, and I, we'll just make this real because this, it is real. Miss Marilyn, you forgive me, this thing is popping off my ear. The devil's working. You don't want to hear this. He doesn't want people to know there's hope and there's help. But we were looking at Miss Marilyn. You know what? She's going through it right now. How many of you have ever been sick? I mean, really sick. All right. You know what? It's miserable. And if you're used to doing, and she is, she's been doing for a lot of years. Praise God for her faithfulness. But you know what God's trying to teach her? And I don't, no, don't take this the wrong way because I'm not, okay? He wants her to endure through it. To endure, to get through it. But he's, here's what he's saying. He's not saying, do it by yourself, Marilyn. He said, I'm going to do it with you. Let's do it all the way. And this tune, and this too shall pass. Amen? And this too shall pass. But the anchor of the soul says, let me go with you. Let me help you through it. And as you go through this and you begin to endure, you know what endurance is? Ooh, I don't like this, but it's true. It's patience. Patience. You've got to have patience to be able to endure. And God's saying, I'm developing you with this biblical hope. This biblical hope, not only does it produce endurance through suffering, but this biblical hope produces joy and peace. Isn't that good to know? Joy and peace. See, joy doesn't come from your circumstances. Joy is in Jesus Christ. Right? Jesus Christ is joy. He gives you joy. But he also gives you peace. I remember when I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior, and, and I had the opportunity, and people say, hey, I want you to give your testimony. You know what I declared so often was peace. I had a peace that passeth all understanding. I would say it this way. I was so with peace with God, I was ready to charge hell with a squirt gun. That's how much peace I had. Let me tell you something. Hope. Why? Because my hope is in the anchor. It's not in Steve. And so he helps us. He gives joy and peace, and he does that through the power of his spirit. Biblical hope, here's what it also does. It strengthens our faith. Biblical hope strengthens our faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, listen, when we say it's not a hope of, oh, I hope God does this, because God can do whatever he wants and when he wants to do it. He has all ability. But it's a hope trusting in him, and it will build our faith. You ever pray for something, God answer it? You know what you say? Praise God, you heard me. Let's, let's try this again, Right? Biblical hope. I want you to see this, and I'm finished. Take your Bibles to 1 Corinthians. Chapter number 13. 1 Corinthians 13. In verse number 13, 
biblical hope, I want you to see who is in its company. Who, what, what else is in the company of biblical hope? Verse number 13, now abideth faith, hope, and charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. But I want you to see who, what biblical hope is associated with. It's faith and love. Wow. So when God's trying to teach you about hope and show you this, he's making you better in more areas. Have you ever been around somebody who had better character than you and they help you to be better? When we have hope, Jesus Christ, the anchor, he makes us so much better when we're in his presence and we allow him to walk with us. Along with faith and hope, hope is an enduring virtue of the Christian life. You ready? And love springs from hope. Let's have your heads bowed and eyes closed. Appreciate the way that you've listened. You listen attentively. Ask those to come take their places. Just asked you a few questions here this morning. And I'll say it this way as I speak. Be honest with yourself and be honest with God. Do I know Jesus Christ, the hope of glory? Do I know the guaranteed future? Do I know what my future holds? Do I know who holds the future? If you don't know that this morning, I would encourage you. By the way, I'm not a pressurer. I'm a presenter. Because if I pressure you to do something, it's useless. But if I present it and God shows you what you need, you need to do what God wants you to do. Make sure you have a biblical hope that's founded on the guaranteed future. Make sure you have a biblical hope that is anchored in Jesus Christ, the anchor of our soul. Make sure biblical hope provides courage for you and helps you to get through the things that you're facing. And would you allow God to do great things in your life? And would you place your hope and your faith in Him? Whether you're a believer Maybe, you know what, you're you're trusting in your own ability. Boy, we're saved not of ourselves, but by His grace and His mercy. And we just hold on to the promises that He's given us when we allow Him to show Himself in a mighty way. Father, I pray that as we... If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website gospelbaptistchurch.com or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you and God bless.